0: times at chillhaven high presents ghost story we open once more Inside the former forest home of phantasmagoric Florence Beauregard. We find ourselves once again surrounded by the now familiar teetering piles of mildewy books, dust-coated heaps of vaguely occult-looking old bric-a-brac, and several well-aged and poorly cared for pieces of overstuffed furniture. A fire already crackles in the ancient fireplace, casting a warm orange glow over our deteriorating surroundings. Also illuminated by that orange glow are the familiar forms of Zeke Lynn, Penny White, Angela Atticus Jr., and a more than a little repulsed-looking Vesper Indigo.
1: Yeah, so j- just like watch your step because there's a lot of shit all over the ground and also this is very important. Be careful where you sit.
2: And there may be some ghosts here.
1: There's for sure some ghosts here that we're going to talk to probably. So you're worried I'm going to sit
0: on the ghosts or mm-hmm. oh no, I see.
1: It's filthy. Yeah, everything's covered in filth.
0: Is there a reason that we had to have this meeting at the abandoned filthy forest
1: shack? Uh, well there's a lot of like books here and stuff that we want to rifle through might have some information or history on the rock priest and the aforementioned ghosts who live here who might know something also
0: wonderful well this does look like a place where ghosts would live
3: Mm -hmm.
4: we see penny start to dig amongst the books um looking for anything related to vampires and also uh Anchorites, I guess. And any other keywords I'm missing here?
1: Rock priest.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, do I say what I want to say?
1: (laughs) So what books are we looking for here, Penny?
4: I don't know. I'm looking for just like keywords. Vampires. um, Anchorite. Cult, religious, god, monsters, big mouth, not aging.
1: Is there. Look for anything on like anachronistic artifacts? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, like that thing where like they found some spark plugs in the desert one time that were encased in rock, and a bunch of people were like, "Ooh, it's proof there's cars from the from the Stone Age."
4: There are cars in the Stone Age?
1: No, it that no, but like look for something maybe like an appearance of a Catholic priest. In you can help me look through before... them. Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay, Zeke, you help Penny. Um, I'm gonna go find and talk to Saber.
0: Angela, you don't have to look far. Because as soon as Zeke, Penny, and Vesper cease their conversation and start rifling through more of these moth-eaten old books, you can hear the faint sound of ghostly laughter and conversation seeping up from Florence's secret cellar.
2: (laughs) Angela decides to follow the laughter and heads down to the basement.
0: We cut to one... Secret Lever Pull Fireplace Slide Away Hidden Staircase Reveal Later. And find Angela descending the narrow, curving stone staircase to Florence Beauregard's secret magical cellar. The smell of sulfur still lingers in the air, Angela. As you might recall from the time when you allowed a demon to open a portal to hell and drag Florence down into it.
2: <laughs> I didn't do anything.
0: The charred, rough, circular edge of said portal is still seared into the dirt floor of this cellar, which has, in the ensuing months, become a home to seemingly innumerable spiders and their many webs, and a bunch of spooky ghosts.
2: <gasps> How many? Three. Ooh, name The them. scariest
0: number of ghosts. Which ones? Angela, the three ghosts you see, surrounded by moldering hands of glory, dust covered desiccated heads, tarnished rune inscribed bronze swords, etc., are all seated cross legged, although floating about a foot above the ground. You see a specter wearing a black hooded cloak that you recognize as Kerrigan Orb, the Omega Witch. Just to her right, translucently garbed in an oversized patterned sweater, baggy jeans, and clunky boots is your ghostly girlfriend, Saber Muto. And lastly, the spirit of a man appearing to have died somewhere in his early 50s, and by his dress appearing to have died somewhere in the early 50s, wearing a three-piece suit and loosely holding a spectral absinthe cup, you recognize the final figure as one Wallace Pater Goodwin, who appears to be just finishing up a rather uproarious anecdote.
1: And so the sea turtle turns to the porpoise and retorts, well, I haven't the faintest idea.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm so glad uh, you all are okay. Ah, Angela. Sorry, um, uh, I'm with Penny and Zeke in Vesper and we're just, uh, you know, doing the things, monster hunting, looking up things, you know. But uh, I just came here to talk to Saber. Hello. Nice to see you, too. Um, Penny and Zeke are actually on the hunt for some information about vampires, so I don't know... Okay, well, we're down
1: here having a lovely time.
2: Well, do you want to go upstairs and help them?
1: Not particularly, no. Wally,
2: come on. What? No. (laughs) Can't you see that I need some alone time?
0: (sighs) When the final sea turtle succumbs to its fate, and their race is extinguished from the face of the earth, what form will the ghosts of their culture take? Who will maintain the life of the memory of their people?
1: The squids, dear. They'll still be here. Let's go upstairs and give these two some alone time. And with that, we see Wallace Petter Goodwin and
0: Kerrigan Orb float directly up through the ceiling above them and out of sight, leaving Angela Atticus Jr. and Saber Muto alone in an objectively creepy cellar that is literally haunted smells like farts down here.
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah, it does. Um, uh, Can I say something? Okay. Are you mad at me?
0: I'm not mad. I mean, I'm dead. What do I have to be mad about?
2: I I just... You seem annoyed with me. What did I do?
0: You know... Thought like one of the upsides of being a dead ghost is like not gonna have all these earthly attachments anymore, you know? Like just float around and scare people to death and turn their hair white and possess their children and stuff. Not really good at this. But I don't think I'm really good at being a ghost either, you know? It's like when I was alive I hated having a body. I hated having the body that I had, and uh, that sucked and was hard. But now I'm a ghost, and like there's all these other ghosts and all this other like spooky supernatural stuff going on. And now I kind of just wish like it was the way it was before, you know? And like, I know it's not your fault that this is like your life, and. The, y'all fight all the monsters and stuff and I think that's super cool but like um I don't I don't like it and I've, I feel like I've made it pretty clear that I don't like it but I also can't remember like the last time we had a, like a conversation about anything else you know yeah and I feel like a lot of times if I get a call from my girlfriend it's just like... Something she needs from me or some help with some supernatural situation or something, you know? I don't know. I sound like I sound a like whiny girl. I don't no, really want to sound no, like no, that. No,
2: no, 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 um, Angela grabs Saber's hands and puts them in hers. I, I mean, those are all super valid points. I mean, like, you loved a skateboard and... You know, sometimes you talk about skateboarding stuff and I don't understand it and like sometimes yeah, it's annoying. So I understand how it would feel.
0: Is skateboarding hella traumatizing for you to like talk about or be around? No. Probably not exactly the same then, huh? No. If it is though, you should tell me cuz It's not I'm it's a, not it's, it's not a <laughs> deal breaker for me.
2: I mean, like you said this is my life and
0: it's now or never. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Here's my life.
0: A, I use humor as a coping mechanism. No, it's
2: okay. Um, I don't even remember what I was saying anymore.
0: You were just telling me how like sorry you are and how right I am.
2: <laughs> no, no, you are right. This, I mean, it's This is my life, and it can be a lot. And I don't always think about that because. Zeke and Penny and I just kind of push through the trauma, which is not good for anybody. But I mean, I'll do better. I won't drag you in. I'll try not to drag you in. I, but yeah, you just need to understand that this, me doing this stuff, trying to get down to the bottom of supernatural things, like this is always probably going to follow me. Like, you're a ghost. I'm a fairy creature. Like, and he's psychic. I mean, we're always gonna have weird stuff going on with us. And I'm sorry. But I'll do better. I won't drag you in it. Promise.
0: Thanks for saying that.
2: Yeah, thanks for sharing with me. I just I mean, you're like the most chill person I know, so when you're like have the little hintest like hint of being annoyed with me, I can easily tell.
0: Yeah, I mean you know that a lot of times the chillness is like also a coping mechanism pro- as a projection in order to not have conversations like this one but I'm really scared Angela
2: I'm scared too that's I mean I was freaking out when I tried to call you I,
0: I could die again I know I didn't like doing it once do not wish to do it twice
2: you need to stay here and I'm gonna protect you me Penny Zeke We're going to do everything in our power to make sure that nothing happens to you.
0: How do you know here is better than anywhere else? There's no half-pipes here, even.
2: I mean, maybe we can build you one in the basement. It's not like you're going to be stuck here forever.
0: Down in this fart room. Trapped in the fart room.
2: I mean, you can go upstairs. It's just, this is where we know that you'll be safe. Um, It's off the beaten path. I don't know why Rock Priest would be back here. But you just need to stay out of visible places. You can't be at Patrick's Patties or at the skate park or at school. You just need to lay low for a little bit until we can get down to the bottom of it. I promise I will protect you. I promise. I'm sorry I didn't realize earlier what I was doing. You've told me a million times and I'm I'm sorry. Okay. Can I have a hug? And then Angela holds out her hands and like wiggles her fingers, like spirit fingers, like motioning Saber to come on over.
0: Yeah, and uh, Saber floats slowly towards Angela and gives her a big hug with a little bit of clipping. Ooh. (laughs) Saber reaches a ghostly hand up and just kind of brushes your antlers where the leaves are. She says, "Um, did you trim your antlers?
2: Oh, yeah, that's something that um, we'll probably need to talk about at some point, too. Huh? Nah, let's just... (laughs) (laughs) That's a later problem.
0: We cut to a few minutes later back upstairs, with the whole gang now together, Angela Atticus Jr. and Saber Muto having rejoined Zeke Lynn and Penny White, along with Kerrigan Orb, Wallace Pattergoodwin, Goodwin, and Vesper Indigo, the three corporeally disadvantaged members of the group having just been freshly ectoplasmed by one Penny White. We find this group, all now having gotten comfortable, splayed out around the living room in a wide loose circle, some draped across mildewy furniture, and others seated on the floor. In the center of our group is a small pile of books, which Penny has selected from amongst Flo's teetering literary towers. What are we looking
1: for? What are all the what are these books you've selected?
4: Um some of them have to do with vampires, some of them have to do with um eating souls, um, I did vampires add the don't one
1: don't eat souls penny.
4: Well, the vampires one that we found drink blood. Right. Well, the one that we're looking for used to be a vampire and now eats souls. I don't really know the timeline of everything, but
1: i mm, I'm sorry. Could you back up and explain that a little further?
4: Um He came from Iraq. We now know he had ties with the teetotalers in the 20s who were vampires and now he's running around town eating ghosts. Yeah, cuz the ghost problem that we had, remember I told you about that and you said that there were we thought the problem was the ghost, so we were trying to get yes. rid of the ghost and you said, well, you can either have an exorcist or you or you could eat the souls.
1: I He's eating the souls. Don't believe I said you can eat the souls. It was
4: something like that though. <laughs> right? I
1: believe I described what I know as a theoretical concept about a substance or element or some such Uh, that could absorb spiritual energy and trap a ghost within.
4: Well, in this instance, it's a very tall guy who keeps getting taller when he eats people, and his mouth is the biggest mouth I've ever seen in my whole entire world, and he also tried to eat me.
1: And now I'm sorry, what was this about the teetotalers?
4: Yeah, he's connected to them somehow.
1: Not the greater Los Angeles teetotalers society. Yeah, those. He was... He was a vampire who was a member of the Greater Los Angeles Teetotaler Society. Do you know them? I can't say I knew them, but... Vesper raises their hand. Yes. 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 Who are you?
4: Oh, hello. <laughs> Sorry, Vesper, this is Wally.
1: My name is Wallace Pater Goodwin. Spiritualist, playboy extraordinaire, and
0: ghost. What are your bona fides? I'm sorry? How do you all know this person?
4: Um, he was friends with Flo. Yes. That's it. Yeah.
1: And we're just supposed to accept your expertise? Well, I wrote several books in here. At least I think they're in here.
2: Yeah, he's a writer.
1: Yes. I was the head of the Los Angeles Spiritualism Society for about three months. Then what happened? Well, I didn't care for the responsibility. Uh. I stopped showing up.
0: Okay. Sorry to interrupt. I just needed to know how many grains of salt I should be holding when I listen to you.
1: <laughs> Several. I like you. I
4: like them. So you Uh, knew the teetotalers?
1: Oh, I didn't know them, no. Never had the chance to meet them myself, but Florence did.
4: Be nice if she was here.
1: (laughs) Oh, she regaled me with the tale a number of times, her and two of her friends, Uh, Robert and I want to say Gam Gam. Anyway, the three of them were investigating some mystery or another, much as you three do yourselves, and. Well, they. Let's see, how did Flo put it? They went in guns a blazin' took down some nasty vampires and Flo r- opened up a hole in the sky and two giant hands came down and sucked one up into space. It was so cool, Wally. I'm telling you, it was so cool. Sucked them into space.
2: Wow, that sounds like... That's how
1: she described it, yes. I wasn't there.
4: She put, a va- she put vampires in space?
1: <laughs> yes, as I said, I wasn't there, but that was how she described it. A big pair of purple hands, Wally. They came down from the sky and grabbed him up and sucked him into a hole. It was so cool.
4: Okay, well now we have a guy who fell from the sky in a rock
2: who eats souls because of flow.
0: Vesper raises her hand. Yes.
1: Yes. When was this teetotaler society? Oh, let's see. When was I living in L.A.? Late 20s, want to say the 1927s or so? Okay, but correct me
0: if I'm misremembering or misunderstanding, although I doubt it. But didn't you all tell me that, according to the book you found in Nethermare Manor, the priest came out of that rock, which was discovered in the 17th century by some sort of esoteric brotherhood?
2: Mm.
1: What if the hole that Flo made in the sky wasn't just a hole through space, but also a hole through time
4: another time monster
1: oh. oh, fucking time travel
0: Kerrigan says um, time is not an objective facet of the universe it's a product of the subjective experience of moving through the universe I'm 3000 years old and I'm 17 Dick's 3000 years old and he's 17 and also several skeletons
1: I'm 17, and I have, and I'm also 45, and living in Hawaii. I think I don't know. I gotta write him.
4: I almost got eaten by the guy we're about to face. and he, we he, think we come from the same, you know, powers thing in the sky.
0: Beyond the veil of human experience and the parochial expanse of our little corner of the Milky Way, the universe extends and boundless directions through space and time. At the edges, there lurk things. Powers, incomprehensible to the human mind. Older than anything we could conceive of. Their influence spans through eons and across galaxies. I have met one of these powers. As of you, Penny. We've both been touched by it. And it seems as though the priest has been touched by it as well.
1: That was the most coherent thing you have said for that length of time since I have known you. Why does that not come out more often? How come all the time I'm trying to talk to you and it's just like, the woods are quiet today. Spells great, horrible things for the future.
2: Wally, she's been through some shit. Oh,
1: like I haven't. (sighs)
0: The eye in the darkness the one who sleeps beyond the stars the all seer the devouring chaos Sag Oh
1: no Oh dear Well that is bad that's that's bad That is not not good mm.
2: Um can someone fill us in?
1: Well, the long and short of it is, this is almost certainly, by quite a wide margin, the most powerful threat any of you have faced thus far.
2: Cool.
1: Penny? Yeah? Do you remember the first time we met?
4: Um, I opened that book that I got from Flo. Yes. And you popped out and you said, Hi, I wrote this book. Yes. Yes.
1: Do you remember what I warned you about?
4: Um... I mean, you just kind of kept saying what Flo kept telling me to not astral project, but I never fully really understood. So I did do it less, a lot less, like maybe once, and I got scared. Penny,
1: you astral project all the time. No, I
4: don't. Don't fucking, are you a narc?
1: (laughs) That's why I had to build these goggles. Because you're always astral projecting and seeing ghosts and stuff, and I needed to see ghosts too, so I made the goggles.
4: Unhelpful. Sometimes I just don't see many options. I should have listened.
1: Penny, when one astral projects, when one puts their form on the astral plane, you expose yourself to certain things that can't interfere with the mortal plane.
4: Well, Flo used to do it, and Flo's the one that showed me how. Yes. And then it seemed kind of mean to then tell me I couldn't do it, and never fully explain to me why. I just wanted to have control over what I was doing, and I wanted to help people, and I wanted to help my friends, and sometimes it felt like the only way to do it, but I've But I don't do it as often anymore because I kept seeing stuff. And then sometimes I thought my mom was talking to me. I don't know. It's scary in there.
1: It is. Yes. It is quite scary in there.
4: And the last time I did it, which wasn't that long ago, in Ordinary Falls, I saw bits of me just floating to the house that we were suspicious of. So I stopped.
1: Oh, yeah. That happened to me, too.
4: So how do we we fight the guy here, though?
1: While he stares pensively off into the distance and takes a long sip from his drink. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know what this thing is. It's a vampire who went up into space and then back in time and turned into a rock and now he eats ghosts. I have no clue. Never heard of such a thing in my life. I suspect he may be the only one of his
2: kind. Someone needs to know how we can stop him. There's no way that he's just, like, the most power... I mean, he's not the most powerful. There's something that we can do.
4: I mean, Kerrigan, you said that you encountered this force, too. Like, what did you do? I died. Wonderful. Right. I'm so sorry that I talk to you as much as I do.
1: Now, let me say, I... This rock priest himself may not be as powerful as all that. I don't know what sort of contact he had with the Elder God or how long or any of that, but Sag influences influence is still not to be taken lightly.
4: So we're going to have to deal with that at some point. But yes. for now, we have to focus on the one that's in Chilhaven.
1: Vesper raises their hand.
4: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. So to be the voice of reason and the scientific method, oh my since gosh. such a perspective is apparently unrepresented here, I'm right here, Vesper. I know, that's why I was looking at you when I said it, Zeke. Let's go back to first principles. Now, you can say what you will about my mother. I hate her. Yeah, she sucks. Yeah. wasn't actually an invitation. (laughs) (laughs) But her approach can sometimes be useful. If you accept that we exist in a world with things such as chupacabras, sasquatches, blankanthropes, ghosts vampires etc you can then apply the scientific method to those creatures how do they work? what rules do they follow a chupacabra still has organs inside of it just like all of us they just smell so much worse <laughs> So this creature rock priest whatever it has to want something yes
3: mm-hmm
0: Wallace yes you mentioned vampires yes. What does a vampire want?
1: To drink blood, mostly, almost exclusively. But why? Uh, Because it's their food. They need it to live.
0: So why does this priest want to eat ghosts?
4: Needs them to live.
0: Also, he was a rock for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Why didn't he get up and walk around and start eating ghosts at any point in the 1000s, 1600s,
1: 1800s? Well, vampires, if they don't get blood for a long time, they just turn into nasty little mummies, right? They get all desiccated and weak and they can't do nothing. So if he got stuck up in space for however long...
2: Without souls.
1: Or even before that, without blood, probably all dried out, hardened into a rock, and then somebody gave him some souls and got him up and walking around again.
2: And then someone cracked him open and gave him some ghost souls?
1: Maybe a certain Mr.
0: Nevermever? If what you said about vampires going into hibernation from lack of blood, if that scans to this creature, then I assume that the rock was his hibernating form and this Nethermare character must have fed him enough to wake him up.
2: How did he get access?
1: ah oh, what the people the people in ordinary falls remember what dookie told
4: us they all went to work for the same guy they
1: all went to work for mr Nevermever, and they all slowly wasted away and laid down and died
4: even the clowns even
1: the club especially the clowns we saw what happened to the clowns
4: so what we um strip this guy of all the ghost power he can get and then turn him back into a rock how like how long does that take
1: do you think we can suck the ghosts back out of him?
2: That's what I was thinking. Do they come back? Like, that's- I don't know. Just I would like, think-
1: Like he's a Ghostbusters trap. He's and a vacuum. You, you, you're, we're Walter Peck and we're gonna hit the switch and they're all gonna come flying out.
2: But what is he made of? How can we, like, what kind of powers does he have besides sucking souls? Can we trap him? Can he be in a basement? Can we lock him in a house? Like, does he have super strength power? Can he run really fast? Can he go invisible? Like, these are things that we need to know.
1: When he's a rock, he's invincible. Because when we read that really old book about the weirdos who found him in Greece or whatever, they were trying to break chunks off of him while he was still a rock, and they couldn't They couldn't get anything.
4: But he was also powerless at that time.
1: Yeah, but so now he's powerful. So yeah. isn't he going to be, like, even more and more indestructible?
2: I mean... I'm assuming, Ugh. but if we can just but if we, we can just get just the souls him, out, he won't be so strong. He'll just
1: turn back into a rock, and then we can just bury him. Bury
2: put him, him in the ocean. Put him in the ground.
1: Put him in the ocean. Put him
2: in the ocean.
1: Fish don't have
4: souls, I so there's nothing for let him, let him to take down there.
2: Not in the
0: ocean. Vesper <laughs> says, um, "Well, in terms of capturing the creature, based on what I saw in the security camera footage from my mother's office the night my great grandfather double died." Rippa. You all saw the same video I did, yes? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. This priest emerged from darkness. He didn't, like, come in through the door or a window or something. I don't know how he got in, but he's not, like, moving through the world in the way that I personally do. So taking him captive might be uh, a bit more difficult than it might first appear.
2: So he just emerged... He needs to be lured in.
1: I don't want to lure some unsuspecting ghost to their potential eternal doom. (gasps) Zeke. What? You. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Me, I have ghost goggles.
2: Perfect.
1: Turn me into a ghost. Yeah. I'm the bait. Yeah. And then if he gets too close and he starts to suck me up, you just pull the batteries out I go back in my body.
4: Exactly. Part of me thinks it won't be quite that easy, but no, you feel comfortable with it.
1: I cannot, in good conscience, advise that any of you make yourselves bait.
2: Why?
1: You would be erased from existence—not just the plane you exist on, but all planes in perpetuity for all of eternity.
4: So what do you suggest?
0: Orb says, "Um, what's so bad about that? It is the natural order of things."
2: Wait, do you want to be sucked up? You can't just ask someone if they want to be sucked. <laughs> Sorry, but like, she seems. Like, she wants to be sucked up.
0: I don't want to be sucked up.
2: Well, then...
1: It did. I don't want to be selfish, but it did... And I do still volunteer, but it did kind of sound like that's where you were leaning. Yeah. Kerrigan.
2: You don't have to. I don't want you to at all.
0: There have not always been ghosts. This is not the natural order of things. The system of the world has been broken. However, that does not mean that the devouring one must needs be fed.
4: No, so okay. we don't. <laughs> so we don't don't lure it. So okay. Wally, can
1: you translate any of this or? No, don't look at me. I don't have a clue. What she's saying half the time either. Uh,
2: um.
1: Saber says um. What about like a horse?
2: Huh? What do you mean like a horse?
0: Well, my grandma had horses. Uh huh. And one time when I was little, my my favorite horse um, her name was Downstairs Problem she liked to break into the house.
5: Okay,
2: I had a couple questions, but you answered them, I think. <laughs>
4: thought the horse had a UTI. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she was really smart, and she would always, like, get loose and stuff, which is why she was such a downstairs problem.
2: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> but anyway, one time she got loose and um, ran out into a pasture, and she ate until she died. Her stomach exploded.
2: So- so you're saying to pump the priest full of souls until he just explodes?
0: I don't know, I don't I don't really do these brainstorming sessions with you guys very often.
2: Wasn't a bad idea.
0: You, the, your tone makes it sound like you think it was a really bad no, idea. No, the
2: only thing is we don't know if we get the ghosts back in the end.
0: When downstairs problem died, we did get some of the crass back.
1: <laughs> well, wait. They have to be ghosts? You just see it's like spiritual energy, right?
4: You want to pump him full of just...
1: Ectoplasm?
4: That's something.
1: Pump him full of goo till he pops like a pimple.
4: I've never tried to see how much I've got up here, but... So we got to
2: capture him and then put him on a slab. What? And then we need to chain his hands and ankles. And then we need a (laughs) beer funnel to funnel ectoplasma... Ectoplasma... Down, Plasma. His I think... down his throat. ectoplasma <laughs> Down his throat.
3: Think...
2: Until he gets so big that we pop him with a little needle and then he just poosh.
0: Okay, now I now that you're saying it, it does sound like a pretty stupid <laughs> idea.
2: Actually. Oh my god, I was being so serious in how we could actually make this work. I don't know what else he would eat.
1: Maybe some kind of gun that can just shoot. Spiritual energy that doesn't have a consciousness, Adam. What are ghosts made of? Anybody? Wally? Kerrigan? What are y'all made of?
4: Like, can we get a sample?
0: We are
1: (gasps) (laughs) Oh boy, everybody strap in. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Be nice.
0: We are subjectivity crystallized. When mankind became domesticated. And our bodies were reduced to machines, enslaved for labor. A rupture occurred between the body and the interiority therein. Human beings and all domesticated animals became machines and a ghost in that machine. That is why I was the last. But I linger.
4: Really, so hard
3: answer my to put question. the pieces together. Okay, hold on.
1: <laughs> I just want to know what you're made of so I can make a gun that shoots the stuff you're made of at the priest. You know, like like, like lab-grown ghost. Lab-grown, <gasps> ground-up ghost meat that That's, I can shoot out of a gun why is it into the up? priest's mouth
2: <laughs> Why does it have to be ground until, up? <laughs> until he
1: pops like a pimple.
2: That's a, actually a really good idea.
0: Vesper says, uh <sighs> You know I I hesitate to bring this up because I feel like it raises not insignificant ethical questions if what Kerrigan said about ghosts being crystallized subjectivity
1: that meant
2: something to you yeah <laughs> Angela, like me as myself just like put my hands yeah. up when you were saying that like cool that we really
0: <laughs> could one not make a ghost out of Artificial intelligence. Robots? No, Angela, not like robots. A robot is an arm that puts a car together.
1: I
2: don't fucking know. Talking about
0: software. Like PQ? What's a PQ? The,
1: the Evil
4: spaceship. Yeah. It, it the, was a couple months ago.
1: You remember when that spaceship crashed and made all the stuff weird and dinosaurs were around or whatever?
2: Your mom knows what PQ is.
1: I do remember that. Yes. The, yeah, the spaceship You had, had two heads for a bit of time.
2: <laughs>
0: I have, yeah, I had
1: a second head for a little bit there.
4: It was hard.
1: It was us. hard. Anyway,
4: making an artificial ghost.
1: Right. P- so PQ was the artificial intelligence on the ship that got corrupted by the same thing that corrupted Penny and also the priest. Yeah. And and yeah, but you think a you think it you think an AI could have a ghost?
0: I don't know. I'm just here with all of y'all. We're just doing the brainstorming session. I'm just Sabers was talking about a horse exploding. I thought anything
1: was valid. No, that's... No,
4: that's fair. But, like...
1: So, we would need... So, basically, but also to become a ghost, and while you're Kerrigan, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong about this, you kind of have to die horribly. Yes, yes, generally speaking. Horribly, tragically, miserably, alone. Sometimes all at once.
2: So, we have to murder an AI... That we just made terribly...
1: Well, that sounds pretty easy. I mean, uh, once you get past the part about creating an AI, you just, like, you just delete it, right? And so then you easy. just run a program that, like, hurt? creates you them know. and deletes them over and over and over and over and over again.
0: Yes, hence my uh, point about it raising ethical questions. Yeah, it's
4: cruel to create something just to die.
2: Not but ethical. What? Well, you know, but if...
1: Hmm. I mean... But what if you program it so that the self-awareness is, like, real... Okay, so, like, just turn the self-awareness down so, like, it's a consciousness, but, like, just barely, and then we're firing, like, the AI equivalent of oysters at him, you know?
4: We can make
2: oyster ghosts?
1: I don't know. How cognizant does something have to be before it can make a ghost of itself?
2: Well, it's like, how fast are we going to be able to make this? This seems very complicated. I mean
1: my dad can make an AI that's mostly functional, I feel like for me and Vesper, it's not gonna take that long.
0: Saber says, um, so like you would just kill Sophia and feed her to a monster?
1: Well, not Sophia. I wouldn't do that to Sophia, but something like Sophia, yeah. That's
4: just the, one that you haven't got the chance the to AI. love yet. To name. Damn.
2: <laughs> wow, this is a... Yeah, we can't kill an AI.
1: Well, I don't know. That's, but we seem to be on the right on this on a similar track of somehow make a bunch of dummy ghosts and just shoot them into his maw,
2: pump him full of ghosts, and
1: hope that we find the bottom,
2: <laughs> and then explode.
1: Vesper mm-hmm. says, "Um, so
0: we've fully pivoted from starve to feed the horse.
4: <laughs> Get the grass back." <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess suck the ghost out of him was the other option. I just, I just like, I just really vibe with the mental image of him swelling up like like a balloon on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and just popping.
2: No, I do find that very funny.
4: I do find
1: that very appealing. But also,
4: what if if he interfered the process and we just made him bigger and stronger and he interrupted it and and then 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 we're facing extra tall, extra large, extra big
2: mouth monster? Yeah. Yeah. How long does it take to just like put him in a basement and see how long it takes to starve him? Well, yeah, get him to the basement. But
1: like what Vesper said, he just comes out of the shadows. So like putting him somewhere,
2: our walls oh, might not him. be
1: possible. Yeah.
2: It would have to be like a Because he powerful. might be made of
1: he might be made of antimatter or something, dark matter, antimatter, dark matter. What's the difference? Nothing. Zeke looks at Vesper. Are you actually asking me that? You don't have to answer right now. So if we're pivoting away from feed the horse, explode the horse, which I'm going to go on record and say I do still like, just for purely visual reasons. Saber is staring at her feet and just looks vaguely bummed out. (laughs) (laughs) Then, how does one trap something that potentially does not have a physical form?
4: I mean, I can move ghosts and stuff. I've never held them for long periods of time or like used my power in a way that it or they would be held if I wasn't, you know, fully present doing it.
1: But. Yes, there's about a dozen different ways you could do it, and I've listed several of them in my book.
4: Okay, well, I didn't get that far in your book because you popped out and talked to me, and then I thought I just made a fun friend. And also, you've been a little busy. Yeah. So can you just tell us what we need to do?
1: Well, it sounds like what you want is a holding spell.
4: Do you want me to just find the book?
1: My book? Yeah. You don't know where it is? It's somewhere in
4: here. Penny! I brought it back over. It's somewhere in here.
1: Well, yes, find my book and it will teach you how to do a holding spell.
4: We hear Penny walk away and just like muttering under her breath. Like, do you just want me to be able to do everything and I can't be everywhere at once and I'm not even that good at reading big words.
0: Vesper says, "Um, okay, well, I don't know how you all normally do this, but in the corporate world, <laughs> from what I've learned from my mom anyway, You can break into breakout groups and divide responsibilities between some separate sub-teams. There's enough of us here, right? So maybe some of us work on holding spell problem. Some of us work on ghost material generation problem.
1: Or ghost suck out of rock priest problem.
0: Is there a third path that we discussed?
1: It's a shot in the dark, but someone could look into how to smash him into bits once he's a rock again.
4: Huh. I like that. I'll do that. You like to smash things? Yes. Um, I'll go work on the holding spell part if anyone wants to join me.
1: I'll help you look for my book. I don't remember how to do it. I've had far too many absences since then.
4: Yeah, and you wrote the book.
1: Yes, about a hundred years ago. Alright. So that leaves Vesper, we uh we working on the how we can figure out how to suck the ghosts out. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. It's like the priest is a magnet, and we got to make an even bigger magnet for the ghosts. The ghosts are the metal in this metaphor.
0: Zeke, explain to me right now, without looking at your phone, how magnets work.
1: Um. Uh, okay, hold on.
0: All right, I'm going to take the lead on this one. <laughs> let's Let's go do it. We cut to the darkened home of one Angela Atticus Jr. As Angela opens the door, returns to the evening silence of her home after a long day of ghost planning at Flo's. Angela, as you uh, set your stuff down, your phone screen illuminates with a notification. Angela, you see that you have a new notification from your internet contact, Charles Chadwick, Elite Teen Hacker. Love him. Angela, you find that you have received from Chadwick an encrypted email attached to which is a large zip file. Upon extracting the zip, you find a folder full of satellite photography and a short video message from Chadwick himself. In the video, Charles Chadwick is disguised. You see only a shadowy, backlit, hoodie-wearing form. His voice too has been modulated to conceal his identity. You may find yourself wondering uh, if he was going to do all of that stuff, why he even sent you this message as a video to begin with. But who are we to question the ways of an elite teen hacker? Hey,
5: Angela. It's Charles. Listen, I've done a lot of hacking in in my day. US government servers, the Pentagon. Ever heard of it?
2: Angela squints her eyes and shakes her (laughs) head. Yeah. (laughs) Cool dude alert
5: but I've never had to work my way through this many levels of encryption. Listen, I sent you what I have here, but going forward, I'm going to need payment in advance on this stuff. I'm opening myself up to a lot of danger and possible retaliation here. I've already killed seven or eight worms on my main hard drive just this morning. Listen, I don't know what this Indigo Labs is up to, but I'm finding some really strange stuff. Go ahead and look over at that zip file I've sent you. In it, you'll find some images, blueprints, that I was able to hack. Like I said, pretty difficult, but not that difficult for Charles Chadwick. Anyway, you see in that first image, the levels of sub-basements below these buildings? I can't imagine that's up to code. This thing's like a skyscraper, but down into the ground underneath it. They've got sub-basements whose sub-basements have sub-basements that their sub-basements haven't even heard of. But now if you flip over to the heat signature, don't ask me how I got it. Okay, you can't ask me how I got it. My uncle's got some access to hardcore government tech. They use the heat signature to find illegal weed farms and bust them. I think that sucks though, I'm 420 friendly. (laughs) But the amount of heat that's being put out of this bottom sub-basement, I mean, unless they're, you know, minting Bitcoin or something, I don't know why they would have such a tremendous number of servers running this hot at all hours of the day. That amount of computing power, man, I can't even imagine what they're up to down there. Anyway, thanks for reaching out. And if you ever want to, like, you know, talk uh, or hang out in, like, a non, like...
2: Ew! uh,
3: Whoa! Ever more mysteries continue to unfold in our sleepy little hamlet. Can the gang ever dig up answers, or will it only be questions they find at the ends of their shovels? Well, here's one question with a sure answer. Will Sophia read the credits now? Yes! Angela Atticus Jr. is performed by Megan Stressman. Penny White is performed by Bess Lawson. Zeke Lynn is performed by James Kedlar, who is also the composer of all our original music. Every other character, human or otherwise, is performed by Philip Slesman, who is also the game master and producer of the podcast. Additional sound effects, provided by zapsplatt.com. Monster of the Week tabletop game, created by Michael Sands. That's all for now, folks.